ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, um, we experienced some technical difficulties, so I'm sure many of you are not uh, in attendance right now, but hopefully you'll tap in with us at the uh, at, at some point to get the full show. Um, what just came out wasn't uh, normally our, our uh, product, and uh, we don't want to cheat you guys just like we don't want to cheat ourselves. So um, we're going to give you guys the full experience. I mean, let's take it from the top. The show must go on. All right, Vian, I'll see you in a second, bro. All right, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. And welcome back to another edition of Coast to Coast Podcast, episode 20, 20.1, we'll call it, right? What do we say? You know, just 20, a, 20, 20 and a half. 20 and 20 a half. And a half. <laughs> it's an enhanced version of the Coast to Coast Podcast. I am your co-host, Beyond 716, and here with none other with the man, the myth, the legend for the 20th time, and hopefully many, many more. Whittle 2K, how are you today? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm doing excellent. Uh, had a great day at work. Uh, um, very productive and uh, great day. I walked into like uh, I walked in and 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 there's like 37 Christmas trees up in the house. So you know, type of time we on in here. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Where, where the credit but, card um, the credit card balances go high, and we and we spread the holiday cheer, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You already know. Um, but yeah, man. You know. Uh, we we got to get into this, man. We got to get into mm-hmm. this. Um, big dubs, man. Like I know the team says it's a lot. It's you know big dubs, big dubs, big dubs. But this really was a very, very, very big dub for us, man. Like this was something that the team needed. I feel like not only the team needed it, but uh, Co- coach needed this, man. Coach needed this more than anything else um mm-hmm. not to mention the coach needed it but our playoff chances needed it um big big win in kansas city always a tough place to play uh josh allen is the only quarterback to have three wins in kansas city against a patrick mahomes led kansas city chiefs team um that in itself is a accomplishment because uh mahomes is the go to this era you know it was it's Brady. It was Montana. 
then it was Brady, and you know now it's now it's uh, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, everybody's trying to catch up to to the standard that he set. And um, here we are, uh, a big win in Kansas City, sitting at seven and six. What are your thoughts? Can't understate it, Whittle. You know, we spoke last week about the culture of this team, right? That started back in 17 when McDermott and Bean arrived. And, you know, we had this trajectory going up and up and up, right? We made the AFC title game. We've been through, everybody knows the story, right? The playoff wins and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the expectations hit the all-time high. This was one of the first real bumps in the road for this regime, in my opinion, when it came to the outside noise, when it came to the critics, when it came to hit pieces, when it came to stuff off the field like everything happening at once right and it's just this whole tornado of problems that that are coming their way so this what a major test this franchise i, I think the franchise did I, I think it goes even beyond mcdermott at this point right it, it's not that we need to prove ourselves whittle it's just we know what this team is capable of and to overcome all that noise and all the negativity that was swirling around our coach you know around some of the players around even Josh Allen, right? We, we've heard, I mean, he's been having arrows thrown to him all year. And to get off the mat, and granted, you know, at times it wasn't pretty, but we've been screaming about it, not screaming, but we've been talking about it for months. Winning ugly games like this on the road, it was very refreshing to see. Yeah, um, you know, one-score games has been a uh, kind of an albatross around the neck of this team for McDermott's career. Um, you know, Josh Allen has, like, I, I want to be, I want to be clear here. Um, Josh Allen turns the ball over way too many times for my liking. Um, at the same time, Josh Allen is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the NFL, period. And when it's winning time, he makes winning plays. He's a, he's a touchdown machine. He's a touchdown maker, especially in the clutch and when the games matter the most. There are way too many times that Josh Allen has walked off the field with the lead, with less than three minutes to go. And I use three minutes because we're going to get back to that number. We're going to get back to that three-minute mark, okay? Since a certain fan base loves to talk about 13 seconds, even though they weren't involved in that number, in that, in that game, they love to bring up 13 seconds. We're going to talk about three minutes. But we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. Um Josh Allen walks off the field way too often with less than three minutes to go and give with giving Buffalo the lead because of a drive that ends with a score that he was the engineer of. Okay. Um, and way too often the, uh, the rest the, the team, his teammates on the defensive side of the football have let him down. Um, whether it was, uh, Levi Wallace or a phantom blocking a back call in Houston or Levi Wallace in Kansas City or, uh, you know, just Jerry Hughes not being able to kind of corral Patrick Mahomes down. It's just been way too many, way too many times um, the, the team has let Josh Allen end up on the losing side of a close football game. Um, um you know, go back to Tennessee, man, where, uh, you know, uh, John Feliciano gets blown up, just absolutely blown up on a fourth and, and, and one play at the goal, goal line. Uh, 
causing Deion Dawkins to trip and fall, causing that entire side to get, you know, just obliterated and Tennessee gets a chance, to, you know, Tennessee gets to stop. They get a win that would have given us the one seed that year. Um, you know, it's just been way too many times. With that being said, Josh Allen's friends picked him up today, uh, that uh, Sunday. His buddies picked him up Sunday. Um, you know, Latavius Murray with a big catch and run and fumble and Gabe Davis. I apologize to Gabe Davis if Mama Davis ever sees this. If she's ever listening, I apologize because I thought Gabe Davis was lazy getting to that football when Gabe Davis actually scooped it and sent it out of bounds, which ensured that we kept possession. Heads up play by Gabe Davis. Um, James Cook, excellent, excellent game. Well over 100 yards from scrimmage. Uh, I thought that – I thought the defense played well. Ed Oliver, timely play. AJ Epinesa, timely interception. Uh, that really, you know, allowed us to get momentum early in that game, get the crowd out of it early in that game. Um, Von Miller with a ton of pressure in the fourth quarter, you know, working that edge. He's looking, he looks a lot more comfortable now than he has over the last, you know, six weeks. So he looks like he's coming, he's coming along. Uh, I, I thought the secondary. Uh, outside of it, I thought the secondary outside of Micah Hyde had a really good game. Um, Micah Hyde was a, a little bit of a liability, uh, in coverage, but um, you know, prayers up to him. He had suffered another uh stinger, and you know, that that's tough, and we'll get we'll get to that later. Uh, I, I just think you know, the offensive line did their best. Uh, it was a tough, tough game. That's the best defense we faced. Um, in my opinion. And um, you know, Tyler Bass was money. We got the we got the plays that we needed. D- uh Don Kincaid was money. Dawson Knox with a with a with a couple of nice grabs. Sherfield mm-hmm. made a play. Deontay Hardy mm-hmm. was able to separate against one of the best corners in the league, Trent McDuffie. He made a very, very, very clutch catch on third down. Uh I think the play went for about 25 or 26 yards. You know, just you know, guys just made big plays throughout that game. Um, and the the one guy that I want to credit, you know, kind of the most with this is Kadarius Tony. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you. You were offsides. Good call. Um, so yeah, like, bro, that was one of that was a game we needed. Uh Coach McDermott just kind of went to his knees when we got that fourth down stop. And um, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, it was just a great game, man. Like, I don't. What, what are your thoughts on it? Like, get, what would what was going through your mind? Because I was at the Bills backers bar in Jersey, in mm-hmm. North Jersey. Glen Rock. Oh, nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I was up there with uh with the Bills backers from North Jersey, and man, like it's a it's, it was like a cascade of emotions for me. It's like fourteen nothing. Yo, this could get out of hand. Like we look good right now. To this, you know, the second half started, and it was like we couldn't. It was like we barely could move the ball. I felt like we weren't running it enough. Diggs couldn't get free. Um, you know, we weren't getting. A, we didn't get a lot of production out of wide receivers. We just like, yo, Josh is under duress. Like mm-hmm. we keep going for it. We keep going three and out. What's going on? 
it was a cascade of emotions for me. How was what was what was it like for you? Yeah, I mean, listen, you mentioned Josh Allen, right? And the turnovers, just to, you know, I I consider Josh Allen an imperfect, perfect quarterback for us, right? Well, I mean, he's almost an experience at this point, right? I mean, like you said, we're rolling for fourteen nothing. I mean, I passed the, the the couple passes to Cook getting them involved. I mean, again, something we've been talking about, I feel like for almost two years now, you know, getting our running backs involved, we did it. And then he makes that interception right before the half, which, you know, that's that's the bad Josh. We're going to, I think I've come to terms with Whittle. We're going to get that from time to time, but we just got to accept it. Because then in the second half, that pass to Latavius Murray, I mean, what can you say about that pass? When you, when you look at the replay and he's got two guys right in his face, right? And he's off balance. Mm-hmm. How did he, how did he, how, how do you do that? And it's it, it's it's you know, right in stride. And then the pass to Sherfield, like you mentioned before, flat footed, right? It almost looked like he was like side arming it. It's a thirty yard dart, right mm-hmm. in his. Uh, that's just Josh Allen in a nutshell. And what was going through yeah. my mind is, it, it, you know, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew that Spagnolo was going to make adjustments. Right? He's one of the best D coordinators in the game for a reason. There's a reason he's got four rings on his finger, right? So. We knew that was coming, but I think some of the games we had early, the Jets game, Whittle, and some of these other tough defenses we played, I think it set us up well for this, believe it or not. I think go you know, playing rugged teams like that, I think prepared us better this time around. You know, the Eagle game, I thought we matched our physicality, and I think we for the most part matched the physicality of the Chiefs. And and that to me was something going through my head as as a real positive going forward, because those are the kind of games you gotta win this time of year. A hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 that's that 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 throw that Josh had on the sideline was just like, it, it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe you know. It's like one of those. It's just he. I think there's no better way to describe it. Josh Allen at this point is an experience, bro. I mean. Mm-hmm. This guy gives you the highs and the lows. And I mean, and when I say lows, I don't mean low like, oh my God, that's the most boneheaded player I've seen. Sometimes he does that. Yes. But for the most part, this team lives and dies with the performance that we get out of Josh Allen. Um I, sometimes I, I I view that as a, a bit of a detriment. But at the same time, um, it's a positive because there aren't many quarterbacks that can can do what he does. Uh, I think that we have a I think we have a good core. I think we have a good core of young talent around him now at the skill positions. Um, we still need to add a few players, but I think we've done I think we've done some things to make it a little bit easier on Josh Allen. But um, it. That's a whole nother conversation, something that we're going to dive into very deep in the offseason. Um, hopefully after, you know, a Vegas trip. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I, now you're speaking um, my language. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just want to get into the, the aftermath of the game. Uh, you know. First, I want to talk about um, the press conferences for the Bills, right? Um you know, McDermott spoke lightly about everything that happened this week and how, you know, um, 
he was really he was really happy with the effort that he got and how much support you know the guys in the locker room had for him and 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 how well and how it showed on the field. Uh, Josh Allen talking about how you know um, it it's always a tough place to play in Kansas City, but you know coming in here you know and getting a win speaks volumes about the team and how the team kind of the the players on the the players kind of tied in this win to their support for their head coach, right? Um, for the uh, owner and general manager, Brandon Bean, the owner, uh, Terry Pagula, and, and general manager, Brandon Bean, to be there in the locker room. You, I don't know if they're there all the time, but, you know, I know it's a big game in Kansas City, so, you know, I'm sure they come out to the, to the, to the big games, but, for them to be there and then for Brandon Bean to kind of take over the uh the locker room post game speech and to give Brand uh uh Sean McDermott a game ball spoke volumes I think about uh Sean McDermott as a person mm-hmm. um and this organization this organization's loyalty and how they feel about how they feel about Sean McDermott and ultimately um, how safe Sean McDermott is in the position of, of head coach of this football team. I, I'm, I mean, you know, we've already spoken about how we feel about uh, Sean McDermott as the head coach. I do think he's a, a really good head coach. I don't know if he's the one that can get us to the Super Bowl, but, you know, hey, we, we're not dead yet, so he's going to get an opportunity to prove it. Beyond, talk to me. Talk to me about uh, – the Kansas City reactions, if you if you if you want if you want to dive into that a little bit, absolutely. Um, I mean, we got to start with number fifteen, right? We got to start with Mahomes, right? And yeah. you and I, you know, in this podcast, we we have the utmost. I have the utmost respect for Mahomes. I mean, he's a a great player, you know, great guy off the field. I got nothing but good things to say about him. I mean, he's our rival, but you got to tip your cap. Now, his reaction after the game you know, about the refs. I didn't mind that too much because to me, here's a guy with two Super Bowls, right? All these endorsements. He's got the world's fingertips. Ah, you know, he lost three in a row. Ah, I'm good. You could tell this guy cares. And boy, does he, he really does care. I mean, as a player, Whittle, if I were an offensive lineman, that's, that's my build defensive line, you know, something like that. I would look at that and say, man, Mike, he's got our back. Like he really wants to win. Like I would take that as a positive. What he did with Josh, listen, it was the heat of the moment. It was right after the game. And you saw Josh kind of pat him on the on the on the, the shoulder, knowing, you know, I'll just talk to you later. I, I know this is you're just venting. He he was I don't even think Josh was mad. So I don't, you know, it, it wasn't a great look for Mahomes because that's not normally who he is. But after the game, I thought they carried on a little too much, especially even Reed to a point, you know, talking about all oh, they usually warn us about you know, being offsides, you know, whatnot. I mean, he was egregiously offsides. And let's talk about that play. Real, I mean, we're going to get to it really quick, but him being offsides, he was that a little bit further up Whittle. If you watch Travis Kelsey lateral the ball, you know how close Russell Douglas came to knocking that down? Yeah. What if what if Tony was a little further back where he should have been? And it took him just a half second longer to get to his point, right? Who's to say Russell Douglas doesn't knock it down? Who's to say Travis Kelsey does a double pump? 
and say, nah, you know what? I'm not going to throw it. And he gets tackled, right? So there's there's so many things that we could talk about, right? So, but I didn't really have a major problem with Mahomes actually being mad about it. I think he's trying to send his team a message. You know what I mean? There's a lot of outside noise with the Chiefs, as you know. We've heard a million times with the whole, you know, thing with Kelsey, and you know, and he took some, he took some, he took some shots at that, in my opinion, this week. But I think it's what they needed, so I don't have a problem with that. But I just thought it carried way too more too long after the game in the media. Okay, um, I am less. I I, I didn't like. I didn't like the way they handled the loss. I didn't like the way the Chiefs handled the loss. Um, I'm more upset about how he greeted Josh, you know, on the field after the game than I am about what he said in the po- in the in the press conference. Like I'm all for listen. Mm-hmm. If if your money is long enough, I'm all for you going into the the uh the the press the the press conference the post game press conference and letting the referees have it god knows they've been bad this year all over the place like it, it's just not it's not just a couple of instances they've been bad all year almost everywhere uh, every week we can you know every week we can point to some egregious calls that really just make make zero sense right mm-hmm, um absolutely. But in this particular uh, game, you know, I do think that I don't have any. I, I do think that they were wrong for getting so upset at the ref, um, because, like you said, Tony was offside. I think they, I, but I, but I, I understand going after the referees in the in the uh, in the press conference because. There's nothing you can do about the game that just happened, but you want the refs to be on their toes for your next few games. You want to let them know, hey, you missed a call here. We expect you guys to to give us the benefit of the doubt going forward, right? Yep. Whether or not it work, whether whether it works or not, is irrelevant because you're sending a message to the referees and as well as your team. Um, I thought for the Chiefs, I thought. I thought the Chiefs overall in the second half were the better team. Uh, I think I thought they played well enough to win that game based on what they did in the second half. I just think that um, they didn't. I, I just think that when it came down to it, they kind of lost the game in the most Bills way possible. Which, like, I expect that to be something that we would do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, sadly but, but true. <laughs> But you know, I, I I didn't like I didn't like the way Mahomes greeted Josh. Um, mm. You know, it, it it almost felt like a diminishing of of the uh, of the win. Like you didn't really beat me. The referees helped you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, could, you, uh, could you imagine Josh after 13 seconds saying, "Hey, man, I didn't get the ball." You know, man, it's, it's yeah. all the time rules got to be changed. You imagine how bad he would have looked. But right. You know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or just going there like, man, my, my defense sucks. As soon as we get better de- you know, better corners, you guys are done. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that would have been wrong. That's but um yeah. you know, I, I just and it and it kind of like you know, we're in spaces and we talk to Kansas City fans 
from time to time. And 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 this is not a shot to them. They they should, you know, they've won two of the last three championships. Like y'all are y'all are y'all are that. Like y'all are are the y'all are them guys, like well, two of the last four. I think yep. two of the last four. They are um, what we're trying to be. <laughs> we're right, trying to right, be right, mm-hmm. right. Especially because we have none. Um, <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't, I feel like Kansas City fans don't really respect the Buffalo Bills. I think that the teams respect each other. I think the players and I don't let me let me not say respect. I, I think they respect each other as opponents. I think they respect us as I think the Kansas City Chiefs players respect the Buffalo Bills players as opponents. I don't know if they see the Buffalo Bills as an equal team. And I don't mean equal as in resume. I mean equal as in anytime we play these guys, they have like they're a team that can beat us anytime we play them. You know, I don't think they look at us like that. I think they look at us as one of the good teams in the AFC in their way, but I don't think that they believe that we're more than just a stepping stone or or an obstacle to get over. I don't think that they view us as 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 uh, equals. Not yet, at least. Um, yep. And we got to beat them in Arrowhead. We got to beat them in 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 Giha Stadium or Giha, however you say it. We got to <laughs> beat them in. I yeah. don't mean either. Somebody, if you're a Kansas City fan, please highlight me. Let me know. Do y'all even know? I mean, just it's it's, it's Arrowhead until it's not, right? Yeah. Um, we got to beat them in their building in the playoffs when it counts. We got to end their season, and that's when you know their true feelings will come. That's when the true feelings will come out. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll wait. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll see them soon. Um, yeah, that that's what they hang their head on. Right is the is the championship right? They have a little yeah. passive aggressive way with us. I feel, you know what Y'all I mean. When it, you know, they, regular season, but yeah, but you know, yeah, we win. Yeah, and and listen, they earned it with two Super Bowls. I, I I understand. You know, back to what you said about the refs. I you know that could have also been an extension of the non uh, pass interference call against MVS against the Eagles the week before, and maybe yeah. everything just was encapsulated in that moment for Mahomes where it was just it just blew over. You know what I mean? Like he's just had enough, right? And, and well, they, that, they, uh, beyond, they went through two weeks of that. Uh, yeah. MV, uh, th- their receivers were getting mauled against Philly, and then last week again, and then last their last game against the Packers, there was a clear, clear I mean, it was clear as day that was pass interference. Clear mm-hmm. as day, no flag, no flag, and he ended up losing the game. So I understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, you no, no, you're fine. No, and, and you know, you said the, the NFL really has to take a long, hard look at the refereeing. And this is like if we just all got together with fans, and the, you know, Kansas City fan will be complaining about the refs. So be like, hey, well, what about the Ramondre Stevenson picking up the flag in the New England game, or the you know, this call in this game, right? Yeah, you know, and then other fans can join in, and they could say, well, what about the calls against us? That you see what I'm trying to say? Like, there's so many teams that have that have legit issues this year and i feel like we've never seen it like this and you know the elephant in the room gambling has become big in the nfl lately and it's something this league has to get a grip on i i'm not suggesting anything whittle but you know it's just kind of hanging there's like a dark cloud you know this guy a little storm cloud in the sky right just saying the nfl has to take it very seriously because that's their pro that's their bottom line Right. If if the games are compromised because um, of gambling, 
you, you know what I mean? Like the, the product ceases to exist at that point. So they, they have to make sure that this gets nipped in the, you know what, this off season and every team's got a lot of teams have a, have a gripe and legitimately. So, and I think that's, that's where we're at at this point. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but when I see calls go down or where did they go? And then you see how much money is on the games and how their parlays tied to all of these things and how it just seems like ever since gambling became part of, of the NFL, the calls have gotten progressively worse and worse and worse. I'm just saying the NFL is registered as an entertainment uh, company, not, you know, they're registered as an entertainment company, but whatever, you know, we'll, we'll leave that there. Speak no evil, see no evil, right? Yep. I, let's just hope that we never get to that point, but just saying that something, if, if I'm the commissioner and if I'm running this league, I'm getting ahead of this story. I am not letting this get any bigger. I'm I'm vetting my referees in the offseason. I, I got to figure this all out. I got to keep a strong eye on that if I'm the NFL right now. Listen, my mother says all the time, the truth will always outlive a lie. And if there is something fishy going on, it's going to come out. <laughs> it's gonna come out. So you we just have to be patient. We just gotta yes, be patient. Absolutely. Um, but to 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 close out Kansas City week and to move on to uh to Dallas, which we've been discussing on Twitter over the last few days with some of the Dallas fans. Um, we did not leave this game unscathed, right? Uh we lost AJ Epinesa at least for this upcoming week. And that is a huge loss. But an even bigger loss than that is Micah High. Micah High being out is uh, catastrophic at this point. Um, you know, I, I feel like losing Trey White hurt, but still having no safety. And even no safety, like Micah High and Jordan Poyer, they're getting a little long in the tooth. They're they they are not as spry and as uh and as uh, uh youthful as they used to be. They're definitely older players. You see it, they've lost a step or two or whatever. Um but you know the the experience, the 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 kind of knowing where to be and the the fact that they're both like kind of coaches on the field and they still make plays like they're still always around the football, right? They're still always around the football. Um, not having Micah High going up against Dallas, that's huge. Uh, I expect Kingsley Kingsley Jonathan to get um some of uh some of Von Miller's, I mean not Von Miller, AJ Epinesa snaps. Uh Kingsley Jonathan is a is a really, really solid uh depth guy. With uh, speed off the edge, uh, played a really good game against Chicago last year. Uh, young player, but young young player full of potential. Uh, he'll get his opportunities against Dallas. Let's hope he can make some plays. Um, Demar Hamlin most likely will get a jersey mm -hmm. uh, against Dallas. I, I like Hamlin. I like Hamlin more than I like Taylor Rapp. But Agreed. Taylor Rapp and Demar Hamlin have a tendency of. 
kind of get mesmerized with their eyes in the backfield. They get mesmerized by the quarterback, and they mm-hmm. can they can they can be baited out of position. Uh, Cam Lewis will fill in some at 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 safety, which I love. Cam Lewis back there as the Micah Hyde replacement, at least for a short term. You know, for now, like yeah. short term, I love it because he's got speed, he's got ball skills. He's a he's a cornerback by um, you know originally. His, his his original position is corner. So you know he's coming with ball skills. You know he's coming with coverage. He may not understand, may not understand all the the details of playing safety, but he's got the athletic twitch and skill set to be a good deep safety. So um we're gonna look to you know try to make it happen there. Uh offensively, like I think we're pretty good, man. I I mean I know that they I, I think Stefan Diggs had like a knee thing last week. And um I know uh McGovern McGovern looked a little gimpy uh mm-hmm. when when uh Chris Jones basically almost picked him up off of his feet and bent him backwards. It was a, a, an amazing display of strength by that man, 95. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean I think we're okay for now. Um, but you know, uh, I, I gotta see more, you know, this is kind of off topic a little bit. I gotta see more from my wide receivers, right? This week coming mm-hmm. up, would you agree? We gotta see more right. from Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. We gotta see more. <laughs> um, well, I'll, but I'll, I'll give you the good news on that. If this was under Ken Dorsey, we'd really have a problem because uh, he, he wouldn't have utilized the running backs the way Joe Brady had. So at least we showed a way to move the ball very well without giving Diggs the majority of the targets. It's kind of funny how our fan base didn't want Diggs to get all these targets. They were complaining about it. Now he's not getting enough. And now we're complaining about that too. So, <laughs> right. It's, it's just, yeah, we got to find, but we do got to find that balance with Diggs. You know what I mean? Right. Somewhere in the middle that that's what we're really looking for. And I, I do agree. Where in the world is Gabe Davis folks? Any, I mean, can you explain that to me? Will? Gabe Davis can't separate. He's not he's not the ideal number two for this team. Um I think Gabe Davis is, is a hell of a player. Uh he's an excellent blocker at the wide receiver position. He's a big body, very strong. Um he can he can stretch the field, he can win down the field. Uh he's a big target, he competes. Uh he just isn't a great route runner and his hands are inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I, I like the guy. He's just not yeah. a wide receiver, too, in my book. It's, it, not for this team, at least. Not for this team, at least. I, I agree um, with you. I, I think the writing's on the wall. We're going to probably move on from Gabe. But that's something we'll have plenty of time in the offseason to discuss. On oh, front, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. since we're since we're talking about the offseason, we're not there yet. We're still very much alive for the AFC playoffs. Um, you mentioned Ken Dorsey. We would not be having this conversation if Ken Dorsey was still a uh, offensive coordinator. So, shout out to Coach Brady, the uh, new OC. Shout out to him. Uh, he inspired the Buffalo versus everybody uh, hoodie that I had on last week. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, Coach. He didn't buy it for me, but um, if he if anybody shows this to him and you do want to buy it, hit me up on Twitter, Coach. I will send you my information. Um. Nice. The AF, AFC playoff picture, we are currently sitting at 11. We're tied with, I think, 
962 other AFC teams at seven <laughs> and six right now. Um, it's it's wild. It's wild. Like it's it, it may actually come down to week 18, like it did last year, to find out who's actually in or out. Um, so we we have to we have to win our games and then hope the Clevelands and Pittsburghs and Indianapolis and um, Houston's and Cincinnati's and Denver's. We got to hope all of those teams at some point over the next four weeks falter more than we do, right? Um, and with that, with that information, with working with that information, we got to look around. We got to look at what's happening around the league, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett concussion or no, not concussion. Kenny Pickett have some sort some sort of injury. Alex Highsmith is uh, hurt for Pittsburgh as well, uh, so they're dealing with some injury issues. Um, Cleveland, no Deshaun, no Deshaun uh, Watson, no DTR. They got Joe Flacco out of the crypt to come in and play quarterback for them. Uh, their left tackle, Jedrick Wills, is out for the season. Right tackle, Dewan Jones, is out now. Uh, they just lost Grant Delpit for uh, – was it the remainder? I think it's the remainder of the season. I think he's out. Um, and they already don't have Nick Chubb, right? So they're hurting right now. They are hurting. Um, who else? Oh, oh uh, uh, what's the what's – the, um, Well, Joe – the Colts? Houston. Houston. No, no, no. Houston. Oh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's out with a concussion. They just lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, they also lost uh, Tank Dell for the year with a broken leg. Uh, like, I mean, some of this stuff is just kind of like falling into place for us. Not saying that we're wishing injuries on anybody because we're not, but yeah. like, it's kind of like happening for us. Oh, speaking of injuries, um, Tyreek Hill got hurt as well. Like, Tyreek Hill got hurt. Uh, their standout center, Connor Williams, is out for the year. Big that loss. is heartbreaking. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big loss. I, yeah. Listen, I, I wish the worst on the Dolphins, but that's tough. Like, that's a tough, tough loss, man. That's a sure. tough, tough loss. Um and while we're segwaying, while we're talking about Miami, are they falling apart? Like, is this, is this, are they, are they starting a trend that they, that they, that they started last year with, with falling apart in December? You know they could be. Um, but let this Titans game be a reminder, folks. If we do get past this week, and you know we have hey, the Titans game. No, t- uh, pray tell, pray tell. What happened in the Titans game, sir? Oh, uh, Will Levis was it channeling his inner Josh at times. And they upset the Dolphins twenty-eight to twenty-seven. <laughs> now that's weird to hear because when I was watching the game, the 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 Dolphins were up fourteen, and I I was like, bro, this game's over. Like they had just got an interception. They were sitting at the five. They scored a touchdown. I said, this is over, man. I turned. I I I went to sleep. Yeah, if you blinked, you missed. I mean, that's just how it was. I mean, you know, be living on the West Coast. I was wide awake to see that come back. So, that so, was, but what you're telling me is that the Dolphins had a 14 point lead 
with less than three minutes to go and lost to the Tennessee Titans, who at that point were a four-win team with a rookie quarterback, Will Levis, mm-hmm. and what? Like And Hopkins. That's, that's and DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Yep. So I believe 670 other times teams have had a a 14-point lead with less than three minutes to go, and the record was flawless. Mm-hmm. And Miami broke that streak. They did. They certainly did. Now, you know, it's a we weird, talk, it's a weird way to get in a record book. It is. Um, but I just, you know, that game is a reminder for us, right? If we do get past Dallas, I mean, we do have two games that we may look at as layups, the chargers without Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and the Patriots with Bailey Zappi. Listen, nothing is taken for granted this time of year. 100%. Right. I mean, Tennessee played. They got a great coach. Excellent mm-hmm. coach, I should say. Yep. They played their, you know, what's off that night. They really did. They played their asses off. And yeah. if you don't think New England's going to bring it, the next to last week of the season against us, think again, they will. So, again, just a friendly reminder for all of us Bills fans just to say, hey, let's just focus on Dallas this week. Yeah, we win this game. I firmly believe we're playing for the division in three weeks at Miami. Mm-hmm. that's just my gut. I do feel that we will win our last two games, but we'll get to that later. But it, we, we can't understate it. But th- this league right now, it, it, is this really, Whittle, is it just going to come down to, at the end of the year, which team is the, quote, healthiest and hottest at the, at the right time? I mean, every team's going to their Lola. This could be Miami's Lola. I mean, if you, they're not going to have an easy time against the Jets this Sunday. The Jets got a little juice going after their big win over Houston last week. And you know that Zach Wilson's playing with the chip on his shoulder right now. He, when players may think they may not have tomorrow with him, you know this better than I do, right? He's going to lay it all out there. They got nothing to lose. Miami's got all the pressure now. Now the pressure swings to Miami, right? They're feeling our pressure that we we felt the times. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So they, they hit me up in the chat. Before yep. Monday, teams were 765 and zero. No team had ever lost with a four, 14 point lead in less than four minutes until now. Shout out Indeed. to you, Miami. You guys are in the record books. Thank you. Thank you, DH. We appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, we talked about this in the, in the, in the preseason, right? We talked about how uh, Buffalo was notorious for getting hot late. I mean, getting hot early. And it's like, you know what, man? Like, we really want to be playing our uh, best football going into the playoffs. Uh, Six and five going into the Eagles game, needing to win that game. We end up losing. Um, But I thought we played one of our best games against the Eagles. I thought I thought that was one of the best games uh we had played all year. Um last week uh the, well this past Sunday against the 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 uh the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought the first half, man, I I felt like I said 14, well, we were 14 and up. We were 14 and no. I'm looking at it, I'm like and we had the ball back with a chance to go up 21 nothing, right? I looked at it, I'm like 
If we continue to run the freaking football, we could go up 21 nothing in Kansas City and the route at that point would be on because we got the ball after after the half. So mm-hmm. uh it didn't ultimately it didn't work out that way, but listen, we were right there, right? We were right there. And I think that, you know, our, our first time play caller, or not our first time play caller, excuse me. Uh Joe Brady being the OC here. Um I think he I, – I, I would have liked to have seen some different things from him um, after we went up 14. I would have liked to see a little more of a commitment to the run, a little more commitment to under center play action, under center running the football. Uh, I think he does – I think he did an excellent job of setting, thing up, setting things up for later. All those screen passes to, uh, to Stephon Diggs and to the receivers – was the setup for the play the fake screen fly route that Gabe was open for. So I love the I love that he does things like that. Like he uses plays early in the game to set up that big play later on. So sh- kudos to him. But um we are playing I think we're playing good football right now. I think defensively the you know the defense stood up against Kansas City they stood up against Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT. Um, and, you know, we go into a tough game where, uh, you know, against a team like the Cowboys where we we need to win. But I feel like everything, even though the, the, the game wasn't clean against um, – even though our game wasn't clean against Kansas City and mm-hmm. we didn't beat the Eagles, I feel like this team is sort of a – like if we win this game against Dallas, this is like this has destiny written all over it, right? Like it's like one of those movies where like it's like a Disney special or after school special mm-hmm. where the team faces all types of adversity. You start off hot and then Trey goes down and Matt goes down and DJ goes down all within like two quarters and you lose to a team in in uh Jacksonville, who you think you should beat, like you, you're better than that team, right? Um, you lose to a uh, Patriots team who's got one of the worst offenses in the league, but they put up 29, and you almost lose to a Giants team who you're light years better than. Then, <coughs> excuse me, you end up losing to a Broncos team and a Bengals team, and you're better than both those teams. But you end up losing to those teams in the billsiest ways of, of losing, mm-hmm. right? You know, Kincaid's fumble and the interception that, you know, it's typical Josh is a turnover machine. Josh is a turnover machine. And those games he has turnovers that actually hurt the team. They don't cause the loss, but they do hurt the team. So all of these situations get us to a record of 6-5. and five. We go into Philly, play a hell of a game, lose that game, Go to KC and win. If and after that Philly loss, we're talking about McDermott didn't trust Josh at the end of regulation, and I'm sick of this, and it's time for him to go, and this we might be done, and we got to win out if we if we never chance, and we need a bunch of help, and then this guy from Cleveland goes down. This guy from Houston goes down. 
This guy from Jacksonville goes down. This guy from Pittsburgh goes down. Miami loses. We get a win against the Chiefs in a in a game and the way the game went. That's a game that the Chiefs are supposed to win. Yep. Right. And then in between all of these things, we have a bye week and McDermott's uh, numbers after the bye are amazing. And, you know, we're playing a great team and we're injured and we got all these different issues and their offense isn't great. And then in the middle of the bye week, right, the week before we playing the Chiefs, a couple days actually, the hit piece comes out, right? I think it was a Tuesday. The hit piece comes out from Tyler Dunn, where Tyler Dunn is just using the Eagles game and using all of these different games to, to paint the head coach as the, the weight that's holding his team back from winning the championship. McDermott is a bad person. McDermott is a bad coach. McDermott can't function in in high uh in high intensity moments. He can't coach in in he can't win you the big game. He can't win you a close game. And what do we do? We go to Kansas City, get out to a big lead. Everything is lining up the way the hit piece said it was supposed to line up, right? Mm-hmm. We get to the final minute of the game, right? Well, the final two minutes. And in true Bills fashion, we have the football, the chance to put these guys away. Less than three minutes ago, I think it was two minutes and 30-something seconds or whatever. Pass, pass, pass. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Three and out. We punt. They get the ball back. The Chiefs are driving down the field, right? They use their timeouts. They get down. Well, they, they, they don't use all of them. They use, they use one of their timeouts. They get down to the point where they're now in striking distance, right? Pass goes to Kelsey. Kelsey's down the field, getting ready to get tackled. Lateral pass to to Tony. Tony scores. Flag. And I'm like, the flag is so early. I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, that's got to be like offside. It's got to be offside. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was. But on the offense. On the offense. Right. Replay the down, right? Or take the penalty, replay the yep. down, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, turnover and down, Buffalo ball, kneel it out, victory formation in Kansas City, 20 to 17 against the best defense we faced all year. So now we go into a game against potentially the number one seed in the, in the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. This Dallas team is what are they third in 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 offense in scoring? Uh, I believe, yeah, they are uh, absolutely. Um, they are, yeah, yeah they they have. I mean, obviously, you know, they score a ton. They've been amazing at home. I mean, that's the okay. one thing. So, yeah. Top top five offense, mm-hmm. top five defense, right? They may have the league MVP. Mm-hmm. And they may have the league MVP and the defensive player of the year on the same team. That's correct. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you go down this roster. Dak, CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, one of the best O lines in, in, in the game, right? 
Tony Pollard, young young rising superstar at running back, right? Um, Jake Ferguson, excellent tight end that they picked up uh, in the fourth round uh, a few years ago. Uh, on the other side, you got Micah Parsons. You got uh, 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 Mozzie Smith, the rookie they just drafted. They got a bunch of they got a bunch of guys. Malik Hooker. They got uh, Darren, uh, Deron Bland, uh, Stephon Gilmore. We know Stephon Gilmore. We know him yeah. very well. G- Gilly Lock. You know what I mean? We we mm-hmm. know him. He used to be one of us. Um, yep. you, you know, Marquise Bell was a guy that that, that came from uh, uh, UAB. I, I think it was UAB. I think he came out of UAB. Um, you know, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds, two hundred twenty five pounds. He's a safety. They convert to a linebacker. Dude, speed is amazing. Athletic profile out of this world. I was screaming, Buffalo, go get this guy, go get this guy, go get this guy, because he could be a safety for the future, right? They never get him. He he ends up there, and, you know, here we are, going up against a juggernaut. They just beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who just beat us. It looks it looks crazy. We can't afford a loss, right? We can't afford a loss. We need to win out. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is one of the best teams at home. But we get them in Orchard Park. How many teams come to Orchard Park and win? Not many. Nope. Not many. We have it's the best tough. home that's record in the decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough place to win. Mm-hmm. We lost to Cincinnati there. We lost to Denver there. But most of the time we play at home, it's like 48-20, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like thirty eight. It's like thirty eight. It's like forty one to seven. You know, it's like thirty two to six. Like it, it's tough to win in Buffalo. Yep. And we haven't played a home game in Buffalo since twelve men on the field. If you count the jet, well, the all oh, the Jets game. We had oh, the, the Jets, Jets game, the Jets game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, Jets let's, game. yeah, if that yeah. counts. <laughs> you know, being funny, of course. I mean, but. they kind of came in and laid down. But, yeah, yeah, we haven't played. And, and it was loud then, right? It was loud then mm-hmm. at first. Like, early in the game, it was pretty loud. But yep. do you know how loud it's going to be when that team takes the field? Yeah. Do you know how loud – do you know how loud it's going to be when that, when that team who just – just beat Kansas City, kept their playoff hopes alive. You know how loud it's going to be when they go when when, when that team takes the field. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, man. it's going to be quite an atmosphere. We we know Dallas brings some fans as they always do. I mean Dallas is Dallas, right? But right, you know, just to quickly get into Dallas, I mean Dak Prescott. You know this guy, I I've never understood the hate for Dak. To be honest, I I've always been a fan of his game. I mean, I think this year though, I feel like he's this coordinator change in Dallas was a good one for him. Mm. I feel like for some reason I was talking to this with my uncle who's a big Dallas fan and he mentioned it too. feels like he's got more velocity on his throws. I feel like Dak is a little more assertive this year. I don't know if you sense that Whittle, but I yeah. feel, you know how I, I always felt like Dak had a little two in him at times, you know, those floaters that float out there a little bit. And I feel like Dak just looks more assertive and, you know, and he's got a lot of weapons around him. So it's going to be a great challenge, but, just to give you a little revisit, revisit history about the Cowboys. You know, Troy been playing in Buffalo one time. And I remember after this game, this is, I know I'm going back a ways here, but he said that was the toughest stadium he ever played in because he could not gauge the wind in that stadium. 
unlike any stadium he's ever played in his life. Nothing has changed in in Highmark Stadium since Trike was there. Dak Prescott, I don't believe, has ever played in Western New York, right? So this is something new. I think it's supposed to be a little windy for this game. I don't think it's going to be cold, but that's a different atmosphere when you're not used to coming to Orchard Park like a Tua is, like the Jets are, like, you know, some other teams are. You know what I mean? It is it is a different animal, and I think that could be a factor this game. And again, if it just throws off Dak a little a little bit, just enough, that, that could be all the difference in the game. Right there. Well, a little now, bit about the... Uh, a, a little bit about the weather 15 to 17 miles per hour winds and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be about 40 degrees with a 50 percent chance of rain yeah well i was hoping for a little colder but you know we'll leave that alone but uh just on dallas um they do have a pretty significant injury on their d jonathan hankins mm-hmm. i believe looks like he, he did not practice up. today yeah he looks like he may be out this week malik hooker did not practice as well with an ankle um, there were some other guys like Demarcus Lawrence that were limited. Zach Mark- Martins was limited. Micah Parsons has an illness. He's limited. I don't know if that really means anything, you know, coming on Sunday, but just kind of glancing at their injury report. So that could be something in the middle of that defense because their, their defensive line is really good. I mean, and we may see Mozzie Smith, a guy that we were talking about drafting last year, may step in for Hank. And so it'll be interesting to see how the, how that works out for the Cowboys. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got a I'm glad we I'm glad the selection we made was Dalton Kincaid. I mean, mm-hmm. bro, he he's been a godsend. But I don't want to keep you know I don't want to keep glossing, you know, gushing over our players. Um, <laughs> that Dak Prescott, he's having a hell of a year, right? In my mm-hmm. opinion, he's the MVP. Um, but that wasn't the draw. Like this 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 game. When you saw this game at the beginning of the year, right? This was never about the quarterbacks. It never was. This game was always about brother versus brother, Stefan mm-hmm. versus Trayvon. And we got robbed of that mm-hmm. when Trayvon went down with that injury, man. We got robbed of that. Uh, um, I wasn't happy about it. Um, I never wish injury on players. Uh Trayvon's a hell of a hell of a player. Um, I don't like the way he tweets, and I hoped mm-hmm. I, I had hoped at some point that um, I used to hope that he would actually come join his brother and uh, be the heir apparent to uh, Tredavious White. Uh, I do not wish that now. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no yeah. he could stay in Dallas. He could stay in Dallas. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know. Now that we don't have that, um, I, I expect Diggs to go off. I expect Diggs to go off. He grew up a Cowboys fan. I expect him to go off. I expect the Gilly Lock to be broken, and I expect to uh, Dylan Bland d- that uh, Darren Bland will be thrown in the pot, and he will no longer be bland. He will be spicy, cooked, <laughs> cooked to a a uh, cooked to a nice simmer, courtesy of of Stefan Diggs. Um, but you know, getting back to Dak, man, three thirty-five hundred yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, six interceptions. He is the MVP. He's the MVP Mm -hmm. right now. Um, yep. He's doing. In my opinion, I think he's doing less, but more. He's doing less, but getting more out of it. 
He's making easier throws, man. He's getting rid of the ball a lot faster, and he's allowing his weapons to, you know, to kind of create. He's not getting stuck on, on. He's not getting stuck on CD Lamb like he used to in previous years. He's just kind of, you know, putting the ball where it needs to go based on what the defense is giving him. This is a very, very dangerous stat. Um, they've got one of the best offensive lines. The way that we win this game is by uh, the front the is getting pressure up front. We got to mm-hmm. stop the run, and I think we do a very good job of that. The uh, Chiefs ran the football, um, and they were effective at times. They got you know they got a couple gash runs here and there, as did the Eagles. But twenty one carries and eighty yards for 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 Swift, I'll take that. Right, thirteen carries and thirty five yards for. Uh, for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I'll take that mm-hmm. too. I think eight carries for you know twenty something yards or for um, McKinnon, I'll take it. Right, like, I think we did a good job against the run. So that's what I want to see us do this week. I want to see us do a good job of taking uh, Pollard out of the game, making Pollard more of a uh, option out of the backfield as a receiver than um, than than a, than a threat. You know, running between, running the football. Let's get that out the way and make Dak beat us. You know, make Dak beat us, right? Um, let's turn the heat up on Dak. I need a big, big game out of uh I need a big game out of out of our sack leader, uh Leonard Floyd. I'd like to see Ed Oliver continue his amazing season, earning that, earning that extension money that he got. Um let's do it, man. Like I, I need to see that. Um Gregory Rousseau, he he he's gonna he's gonna have to make some plays. Uh and can we get the real Von Miller to stand up? I think the fourth quarter of this past game, Von was pretty good. I think Von was Von was pretty solid in the in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of this past of the game against the Chiefs. I, I need him to turn up though. Like this is yep. the game where I need Von to be extremely disruptive on third down. I need Kingsley Jonathan to come in here, get some snaps. And I need him to be a menace off the edge, right? I think there he can. Two. Little, I, I, I think Kingsley Jonathan is going to take full advantage of this opportunity. I, I really, really do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There are two. There are two weak spots, in my opinion. I think there are two weak spots. Or I don't want to say weak, but there are two spots that you can attack this Cowboys the uh, offensive line, um, and that's at right tackle, and. I want to say left guard. I believe it's left guard. It's either left guard or center. One of those two guys, I think, is um is is not is not great. Zach Martin, I think, is their right guard. So, you know, Zach Martin, Zach Martin's a Hall of Famer. Like we know what that is already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I need I I need I need uh I need Ed Oliver to find his matchup. And win his matchup. Because we need to win this game. Because if we win this game, there is somebody who may be at practice as early as next week. And his name is Daquan Jones, folks. Okay? If we can get Daquan Jones, if we win Sunday against the Cowboys, and get Daquan Jones back to practice 
on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, I think we blast the next. I think we blast it, the the Chargers, and I think we blast. I think we blast the Patriots at home, and then we gotta wait for Miami. But before we get to that, we need some predictions, man. I'm gonna go first this week. I usually don't, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go first this week. Dallas's offense is elite. Their defense is fast. Their cornerbacks are um their cornerbacks are very, 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 very solid. They're ve- I'm not even gonna say solid. The, their cornerbacks are really good. They they they've got really good corners. Um Bland has I think he has more picks. I think he has more more interceptions for uh than than uh Zach Wilson has touchdown passes, right? I actually think he does. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that their linebackers are fast. I think that they're solid up the middle. Um, and Michael Parsons is a game wrecker. But we have Josh Allen. <laughs> and we're at home. Now, if this game was if this game was in Dallas, I'd be picking it, I'd be picking Dallas to win this game. Yeah. But it ain't in Dallas. And Dallas at home, 7-0 this year. 39.9 points per game. They're only giving up 15.4 at home. But they were on the road. And they are 3-3 three and three on the road this year. They are scoring 23.7. They go from 39.9 to 23.7 points per game. From home to away. And they're giving up 20.8 points per game. The problem with that number, though, the 20.8 opponents points per game, is they ain't never played Josh Allen. I think when you play Josh Allen, when you play Patrick Mahomes, you can take that 20 and you can put a 7 in front of it. You know what I mean? You might be able to put an 8 in front of it. Maybe a 10 in front of it. I think... This is a, I think this is a game where both teams score. I think this is a game where whoever makes the costly whoever whoever can't execute late loses. I like our chances at home. Give me Buffalo 34-28. I give me yeah, give me Buffalo 34-28 and yeah, give me Buffalo 34-28. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to make no other proclamations about it. 34-28, give me that one. Buffalo, 34-28. That's it. I'll make mine short and sweet, Whittle. Um, You mentioned Dallas' secondary. Very aggressive, right? Extremely aggressive secondary, right? And I believe Josh Allen has the fourth longest streak in NFL history of not throwing an interception for a touchdown return. That will be tested this week against Dallas. I mean, we've seen Dallas make huge plays this year. Um, and, and you said the home road splits are very in- intriguing. I mean, San Francisco blew the doors off Dallas early in the season. In, in San Fran, the Eagles handled their business against them. Well, Dallas should have won that game, kind of like right. us. You know, Dallas had them on the ropes, let's be fair. So I, I, I agree with you. I think if Josh could just stay away from those big mistakes, right? I mean, I've come to terms with it, Whittle. <laughs> 
we're probably going to see one Josh pick this game, right? It just feels like it's going to, I'm not a point, not being negative. I think it's just who he is, but I expect Josh to make big plays late. I agree with you. We got to keep Tony. We got to keep the Dallas running game grounded. You know, we, they have, we have enough problems. We're going to deal with CD lamb and all those guys. We can't have Tony Pollard run a wild. Like we have to keep him in check. We do that. We get pressure on Dak. Ivan could be disruptive, right? Like you said, doesn't even have to get sacks. Just get disruptive on Dak. Get him off his spot. I mean, he's not quite like two in the sense. You know, when you know when you get two off his spot, he's a little bit shaky the way he moves around. He can't move obviously like Josh. I mean, Dak doesn't move like Josh, right? But he moves better than Tua, right? He's kind of like in between. But get him off his spots. We create a couple turnovers. I I, I see a very similar score to you. I'm, I'm going 34-26. Um, I think it's gonna be a great game. I, I, but I feel like it's a game we're we're just gonna get it done. I don't know if it's gonna come down to the kind of drama we had. Hopefully not as crazy as last week, but I and I like the desperation factor. Whittle, we're desperate for this win. Okay, we're we're in desperate playoff mode right now. I think the emotional bump from last week, we're gonna carry it over and get this win over the Cowboys. I like it. I like it. Uh, give me a big Gabe Davis game as well. I, I think he's due. Um, I think that they're going to do their best to uh, limit digs. And um, one thing that the Dallas fans said that Dallas likes to do is they like to play man to man. And I think that's, I think playing man to man against the Bills is ridiculous. Like, that's crazy talk. So mm-hmm. if you're playing man to man against Buffalo, you are asking for Josh Allen to have a career day where mm-hmm. he just kind of, you know, you're talking about, you know, 260, 270 yards in the air, three touchdowns on the three, three touchdowns in the air and 10 carries for like 80 yards and a touchdown on the ground. If you play man to man, Josh Allen's going to run wild. Um, so, yeah, uh, g- uh, give me a big Gabe Davis game. I think if they're going to they're going to try to take Stefan Diggs away, they're going to have to offer help. I don't think that there's anybody who can cover Stefan Diggs one-on-one without some sort of help underneath or over top. Um, you know, and if they decide to put uh, Stefan Gilmore on him, I like Gabe Davis or Deron Bland down the field, you know, 50-50 ball. Give me my six foot two, 200, you know, 225 pound receiver over the five foot nine, uh, 190 pound guy. Like, I'm I'm taking that all day. I don't care what type of ball skills you have. Gabe is bigger than you. And Josh needs to put the ball up and give Gabe a shot. And let's get down the field. Let's get some big plays. Let's, let's get some chunk plays. I feel like Dallas is one of those teams that's kind of like what we are, right? Where once once Dallas gets rolling, like it's it's almost like oh they're they're almost like a snowball rolling downhill where it mm-hmm. just once they get started, it's hard to get them stopped. So let's get started, you know. A little bit like us. They're a little bit like yeah. us in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like if we I, I feel like a couple of big momentum plays and we take the air out of that team, the crowd's going crazy. Then you can just, you know, you go up two scores at any point in the second half. I think you can just lean on. I think you kind of lean on on the running backs after that. And just, you know, ride this thing out. 34-28, man. Well, you got 34-26. Let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I like it. Like thirty four is our magic number this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we're due, man. I think we're due. Um, they they got up against the Eagles because that's a division game. This is different though. This is not a division game. This is a game that they want to win to keep pace with San Francisco, but it's not a game they need. So um, I don't know. You know, I expect them to come in there and play hard, but I don't know if they. Uh... Oh, dear. Here we go. Let me. I gotta. I gotta put this one up there, man. Imagine <laughs> Dallas goes three and out on their first possession. You know how. You know how loud that place is gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, man. It's gonna be. But good. at any rate, at any rate, those are our predictions. Um, we're we're way over an hour uh, at this point. And we appreciate those who stuck with us through the technical difficulties. Uh, I will be uh, in, I will send StreamYard a very uh, spicy email tomorrow about the uh, <laughs> issues today. And mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't happen again. But um, yeah, we appreciate everybody that, that, that pulled up in the chat. And, you know, y'all know where to find us, man. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you know. Check us out. Check us out. Streaming. Um, we will be. We, we will be. Uh, oh, remember, remember. Uh, you know, I always say this. Beyond, we got big things coming, right? Just, just wait with us. Well, yep. The big, some of the big things are here. Um, we are now a officially part of Fan First Sports Network. Uh, I can now announce it. <laughs> we can now announce it, right? Um, we will be streaming on Slack TV as well uh, going forward. I'll get once I'm I'm I have a meeting. Well, I'm I got a meeting with uh with the uh, the boss over there tomorrow, and we'll talk and kind of iron some things out. And and you know next week we will be uh you know the content will be on another uh another stream another another there's another way you can get to us now. So um. Appreciate y'all for yep. for sticking Thank with you, us. Brother. Appreciate y'all for for uh, supporting us, and you know, stick around, man. Y'all gonna grow with us. We're not done yet. We're still taking meetings. We're still taking calls, and uh, you know, yeah. we're still we're still uh, we're still negotiating um, other avenues of 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 of, of uh, content creation for this platform. So, for sure, for sure, man. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate you, you beyond, man. you know, without you, you man, without you, I couldn't, I couldn't do this, man. I, I don't know how, I don't know how people do it by themselves. It's tough. Yeah. Shout out to all of y'all solo creators. Cause this is tough. We're in this together. Little. We're in this together. I couldn't do without you either for sure. So thank you. So yeah, man, coast to coast every Wednesday, nine to 10 Eastern time PM. Of course, check us out. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, you know, hit that bell, like, and subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell so you are notified every time we put new content out. Um, new new content will be coming out a little bit more now because we finally finalized that deal with uh, Fan First Network, Fan First Sports Network. So more, more content will be coming soon. So uh, make sure you hit that bell so you don't miss it. We got some good stuff coming along. If you want to be a part of some of the content and you are a Buffalo Bills fan, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. 
hit beyond up on Twitter. You can DM either one of us and say, Hey, you know, I'm a Bills fan. I want to be a part of this. Like, you know, what can I add? Definitely. We got we 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 want to feature the Bills fans. This is a show for you guys. We want to feature you guys as well. So um, you know, hit us up, let us know, and we will make sure that you are contribute you will you you have a place to contribute with us as well so uh thank you all again thank you all again beyond you have anything because i talk too much no you're great Whittle. thank you you're, you've hit on all the points and congrats to you you know for for getting that done for us it, it's great news i'm real excited to uh for us to see how we do a fan first sports network should be awesome and like i said anyone out there if you want to hit us up if you have any ideas if you're thinking about things you know we, we get us involved you know shoot us a message Let, let's let's talk about it so for sure. Like Whittle said, this is about us. This is about all of us as Bills fans. You know, no matter what you've done in the past or if you thought about getting into this, you know, g- give us a try. L- l- let's talk about it. So we're just beginning, and Whittle. The merch is coming soon. It's coming soon. I promise. We got T-shirts and hoodies coming. And so, you know, if you listen, if you want to support, man, I'm not going to try to. We're not going to try to hit y'all over the head with, mm-hmm. you know, oh, buy a T-shirt. is $50. No, no, no. Like. If you want to support, we're gonna let y'all know what the you know what the cost would be. If you want to get a coast to coast shirt, you want to get a coast to coast hoodie. I'm gonna get mine. Beyond gonna get his. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you from Buffalo or you you know you produce music or you you know if you one of the guys from from uh, Griselda, Benny, you know any of them guys, man. If y'all want to put a coast to coast shirt on for your next video, man, I would appreciate it. Uh, you you guys will never see this. They'll never see this video, but if they if they <laughs> if they ever did, you know, yeah, man, that would be that would be dope. Um, yeah. But yeah, we appreciate everybody, man. Uh, keep tuning in, keep checking on us, and we'll keep checking out, checking out, checking up on y'all. We'll keep sending y'all good content. We'll do what you, you know. You got suggestions, questions, or comments? Hit us up, and um, go Bills. Go Bills. Have a great week, everyone. All right. Yeah, have a great week. Let's go. We're going to beat them boys. Let's do it.